Welcome to Embrace the Musica. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru and we met salsa dancing over a decade ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two tricultural kids and making the most of life and community in a place that neither of us grew up in. Embrace the Musica was started right before COVID-19 and is meant to be a place where we can be vulnerable about our story, the good, the bad, and the ugly parts that make us who we are today as we are constantly growing. So let's embrace the Musica today. Well, hello, Embrace the Musica listeners. How are you? It has been six weeks since we last chatted here, and I'm not going to lie, everybody, I feel a little rusty recording this episode. At the same time, I also feel super rested. And those are the two things I want to focus on today. Before we jump into that, to give you a recap, our six weeks away, a lot has happened in that time. We are actually stateside for five weeks and it was glorious in so many ways, just unplugging, relaxing, running next to the hay bales, the cornfields, watching the sunrise, swimming in the lakes, sipping rosé by the lake with the kids splashed, and reading some really good books. I'm actually sending out an email with five or six of the books I read this summer if you're looking for something to read these days. Some were personal development, some were just pure fiction and like chick flicks in my earbuds and it was super fun. I also got to help my parents with a fun new endeavor which I'm gonna talk about on another episode. And I started my PhD program this summer and I loved it so, so much. I didn't realize how hungry I was for more learning and specifically on leadership. I wrote lots of papers this summer. I'm gearing up for my dissertation in a couple years with some initial research on equality and equity in education. And to be honest, I sort of felt like a camel slurping up water as I was reading and writing and geeking out and getting to be a student again. And confession, as I was writing out this podcast episode and wrote that random camel metaphor, I was like, I don't even know if camels actually slurp. but. I was pretty sure they do, so I googled it, and yes, they make a lot of noise while drinking water. There's some TikTok videos that show you, so if you're curious, you can go do that as well. But the five weeks of rest and the change of pace were so good for all of us. After what has been a roller coaster of a couple years with lockdown, COVID, online school, having preschoolers online, working from home, then working from school, and all the changes, we honestly hadn't really given ourselves a time to rest mentally. I know things had slowed down because we had to during lockdown, but it was a different sort of feeling. And if you've been listening for a while to the podcast, you know that I tend to be a go-getter or all about productivity and time management. I wrote a course on that because I'm so passionate about that. And I've also had a few episodes that talk about strategies I use to time block or make the most of my time or make the most of the time that we have in a day. If you go back to episode 48, I talk about the idea of being instead of doing all the time. And in episode 39, I ask seven questions that we should be asking ourselves to grow. I recommend those episodes if you haven't listened to them yet. And this summer was truly just a time to be 
It was a time to slow down, to enjoy. I wrote snippets of that sentiment on Instagram as I was putting captions on the photos of Southwest Minnesota and how we truly savored the time to slow down, which doesn't happen enough, to be honest, in this crazy rat race pace we so often try to maintain to keep up with the Kardashians or not, but we're busy a lot of the time. And as Eddie Cantor says, slow down and enjoy life. It's not only the scenery you miss by going too fast, but you also miss the sense of where you are going and why. And so the questions that I've started asking myself intentionally this summer as I got to enjoy a summer for the first time in six years is how can we have more of this feeling of rest in our weeks? What can we do? What can we give up to actually have a day of rest each week? And are we missing that sense of where we are going by just continuing to go, go, go all the time? I don't know if this is resonating with anybody else or not, but this idea of resting rather than quitting, as Banksy wrote in one of his paintings, when we get tired, don't quit, but rest. And I think that's what this summer was because in so many ways we are tired. The future is still super unknown as far as what school will look like for us in a couple weeks in Mexico and I know all over the world and as we're asking ourselves like what this new normal is if there ever will be normal we are definitely wearing our masks again in Mexico because cases are rising and yes we're fully vaccinated which I'm so grateful for but it's scary just with the unknown of what's going to happen and in the midst of this all it would be so easy to quit on our dreams or on our goals or even lose sight of them when it feels like such an upward battle at times. And so when we can, I think it is really important that we rest, that we fill up our emotional tanks and that we remember what we do love, who we love, how we like to spend our time, how it feels to laugh just because, or watch that sunrise day after day, knowing that each day is a gift to be opened and enjoyed, not just endured or survived, which I think so often happens in seasons in our life. And that's what this summer was for me. It was a time to rest and remember who I am, who I love, what I love, and where we're going. And I pray that you too have had some time to slow down, even if you're not on a teaching schedule like me and many of my friends are, but I hope you had a time to be intentional and actually take a break from all the things that usually fill your time. In my case, I took a break from this podcast, from the blog, even from a lot of the extra activities I do. I still got to do some coaching this summer and I loved it, but it didn't feel heavy or rushed or like one more thing. It was done by choice. And that's another thing that I'm realizing that not only when we slow down can we reprioritize what we want to do versus what we have to do, It's that so often the things that we have to do feel hard in life, or perhaps the way we are doing them is hard. In a book that I keep going uh, back to over and over again is Effortless by Greg McCohen. The gist of the book is finding a way to use less effort in your life to get done what you need to get done. He talks about this concept, which I'm constantly using this metaphor when I'm coaching other entrepreneurs or women, about rolling the ball downhill. 
and looking at life through a lens of making it easier. And what he says is he says so often in life when we're faced with the tasks of their day to day or what we have to get done, so often our tendency, and this is just our human tendency, is we tr we often roll the ball uphill. We It feels hard because maybe we think the only way to get this task done is a certain way that's really hard. And he challenges us, the readers, to say, look at that same situation in your life, whatever it may be. Maybe for you it's moving. Maybe for you it's a relationship. Maybe it's a business you want to get started. Maybe it's going back to school or starting a new career. Maybe it's just, I don't know, something like your passion. Maybe it's staying at home with your kids and every day just feels so hard. I have friends who are homeschooling. Like there's so many things in our lives that in each of our um, contexts can be difficult. And he challenges the readers to say, take that same situation look at it through the lens of how can I roll the ball downhill in this situation? And by asking ourselves that question, we can truly see that there isn't just one way to do something. And often we're missing the way that we can do something that would be actually be easier. So that's something I've been thinking a lot about this summer. I've applied that to a few things in my own life when it comes to business or writing or even this podcast and thinking of ways to make it easier rather than harder because when you don't have to put so much effort into something you can remember the why you love it or why you do it why you started it in the first place I think the same can be said for relationships as well so often it feels hard to make time for your significant other or it feels hard to find that time with your friends, especially for a lot of the listeners I know who are young moms and it's even more complicated because of COVID and we're not getting out of our homes as much or if we do, we often have children in tow, etc. And so it's like looking at the things like what do you want to make happen in your life and then how can we roll that ball downhill? And on that note of making something happen in your life or maybe making a big decision, I know that I have friends who are making big decisions um, about buying a house in Mexico or about finding someone new in your life to connect with or changing roles in your like at in at your work location or even changing careers after doing something for so long and these things can feel heavy but it's looking at that and saying hmm what can I do to be intentional and to roll that ball downhill and when we are making changes or starting something new it's often a bit intimidating because maybe we feel rusty or inexperienced or overwhelmed there's always so many emotions maybe we're anxious or scared or fearful of whether or not we're going to be successful and one of the thought leaders that I follow on Instagram posted something this week that I absolutely loved Adam Grant, you should definitely be following him if you're not. He, I like almost everything he posts because it's so, so spot on. And this week he wrote, insecure people pretend to know things they don't. They dismiss expertise from others. Secure people admit what they don't know. They defer to expertise in others. 
proactive people take the initiative to learn what they don't know. They acquire expertise from others. And I love that so much when he talks about what a secure and a proactive person does. And so much of it is admitting that we don't know everything. It's admitting that we might need to ask for help, that we might need to take a course, that we might need some training, some coaching, even going back to school, whatever that is to make our next chapter come true in our lives or to write our story. And when we don't know something, we probably do feel overwhelmed or rusty. And so like I said, we ask for help, we be proactive. And that's one of the reasons going to get my PhD is so important for me because I'm getting a doctoral degree in organizational leadership because I know what I want and I know that at this moment in my career, I don't have the experience or the knowledge yet to make it happen. I don't have the right tools in my tool belt to say that cliche saying, and that's okay. That's why I'm going back and I'm hungry to learn and I'm ready for it. 10 years ago, I would not have been ready for a PhD in leadership. It wasn't even in my future, so I thought. But that's the thing, once you start learning and evolving and trying and taking risks, your future, your horizon, it broadens and you start to see more and more opportunities and you start to figure out who you are and what you love doing. And so that's why it's so important to take those steps, even if they feel like baby steps, it's even more important that you take steps right now towards the life you wanna be living. And it's not to say you're not grateful for every single day you have, because I know gratitude is so important and I'm so grateful for this beautiful life. We live in Mexico and the summers we get to spend in Minnesota. I am grateful for it. And I am also thankful that over the years, I've been able to ebb and flow in my career and figure out what I love doing, what I don't love doing. And to be honest about my career, and that feeling of you know like being rusty or a little nervous or anxious, I am feeling a little rusty about my job change this year. Due to various reasons that I'm not gonna get into, I'm going back into a classroom this year. After training educators full-time for five years and working in educational leadership, I am going back into a classroom to be teaching students ages six through 11 in elementary school. And it's been five years since I stood in the front of a classroom looking 12 and 13 year olds in the eye as Miss Dominique and getting to interact with students. And I love that part. It feeds the soul. It reminds you why you love education to be working with students day in and day out. But in that same breath, it's also a little nerve wracking to be back, not only because we're in the middle of a pandemic, but our school is a school that we're wearing masks. People are getting COVID tests every week. We're taking all the, um, I was gonna say medidas, because that's what we say in Spanish, but all the necessary measures to keep everyone safe um, to the best of our ability. But there's still that feeling of, this is gonna be a big change. And yes, I'm excited. Yes, I'm feeling a little rusty. And yes, I'm asking for help and being proactive and doing trainings to make sure that I'm ready to run this year when the school year starts in a couple weeks. 
and I'm so thankful that even though I might feel rusty, um, that I've had an opportunity to rest because I think it's so important, as I've been saying this entire episode, to know what you need and to make time for it. So I hope, listeners, that something in today's episode, whether it was about getting the rest you need, whether it was about taking those baby steps towards your dreams, taking those risks, asking for help, being proactive, being intentional, being secure, admitting that you don't know what you don't know, and finding the experts who do know more than you. I hope that you have been encouraged today. It's so great to be back on the podcast after taking the longest break I've taken since it started. And just having that grace with ourselves because we all know we need a whole lot of grace with ourselves and with others. So with heart and humility, we'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on Embrace the Musica. I truly hope that there was something on this episode that encouraged you, that inspired you, that motivated you, and I would love to hear if it did. So please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, share it with your friends, invite another friend to listen. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la musica.